Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. following takes place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Events occur in time. Good morning, everyone. Especially all those fans out there in New England and anywhere out there that you're a Patriots fan. Good morning to you all because uh, the New England Patriots are at the top of the AFC, and arguably, arguably, you can consider the best team in the NFL, and, and maybe we'll talk about that today. But no, we are obviously uh, on the heels, coming off the heels at the end of Week 13, and of course, the the very wacky, very windy Monday night football matchup last night between the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, which saw the high-powered passing attack from the Patriots outman. The Buffalo Bills. No, obviously, uh, we all know the jokes. Mac Jones uh, attempted three passes, but the Patriots ran down the throats of the Bills and effectively uh, put themselves in the driver's seat for not only the AFC East, but also the AFC's top seed. Because, um, John, uh, I, I'm, I'm done with maybes. I'm done with let's see. I'm done with I need to see more. This Patriots team is is elite. And um, they're they're elite defensively, and and if there's a a word higher than elite, I'd love to know because I think they might be at that level at this point, and I think they have what is turning out to be a very 
disciplined, efficient, and unselfish offense. And that happens to be somewhat talented, pretty talented. I know Mac Jones has taken a lot of slack today, but that, that again, is is obviously the wrong conclusion uh, if that's the one you're coming to. Um, that was a great win for the Patriots last night. Uh, really a, a, a huge statement, and if anything, was just further emphasizes how great uh, Bill Belichick is. Yeah, there's no question that Belichick still remains the best coach in the NFL, and we've had this discussion before, Ian, like, Who's the second best coach? You could probably throw t- 10 names out there and you could push back on all of them. He, he remains the best coach in the business by a large margin. And we saw it again last night. Um, an interesting game where Mac Jones had more rushing attempts than passing attempts last night. He had the uh, two quarterback sneaks and the three kneel downs, totaling five rushing attempts and only three passes, but it got the job done. The Patriots defense outstanding in their running game. Uh, which has really stepped up the second half of this year, outstanding as well. And in those conditions, that's the right way to play. I mean, that was not an easy place to play. The, the wind was reaching 55 miles per hour. I don't care how strong your arm is. You're not going to be accurate throwing the football. And the Patriots were able to run the football effectively and, and take care of business mm-hmm. on defense. So, yeah, very impressive win. You were to the party before I was. A few weeks back, you were saying, I think this can be the best team in the AFC. And I kind of jumped on board a couple weeks ago. Last week, I had him as my number one team in the AFC. This week, I have him as my number one team in the AFC. And and I, I think it's a collision course with Patriots-Kansas City AFC championship game, which would be a blast. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, it, I, I was I was a little cautious back then when, when I first brought it up. But, you know, the signs were starting to you know, come together when, when it comes to, okay, how, how good is this Patriots team? And you mentioned how good the rushing attack, they did most of that without Damian Harris in the second half. I mean, he obviously right. was, was yep. a little bit banged up now, you know, when he was out there, he was obviously very effective, but you know, even having that little wrinkle thrown in, in the second half, they committed to the game plan. And, you know, I know we're seeing a lot of this and I, I think this is a lazy uh, narrative driven uh, thought process, but uh, there are people out there coming to the conclusion that this was a statement about Mac Jones, and I said, and I say, no, this is fur- the furthest from the truth. Um, this has nothing to do with whether or not the Patriots felt Mac Jones could do certain things. This was just the right game plan because my 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 question to those criticizing Mac Jones for only throwing three passes: well, What good did passing do the Buffalo Bills? Josh Allen, fifty percent, one hundred and forty-five yards, and the only touchdown was by virtue of a uh, a drive that started on what the Patriots' twelve-yard line. So, to me, forget about the score. The Patriots dominated this game, and uh, for all those complaining about pass yards and all this, um, which ultimately netted them one hundred and only one hundred and thirty-one yards because they were sacked twice. What's the point? Why throw the ball? Like, why would you throw in this this type of environment when we saw the the Buffalo Bills attempt a field goal from a shorter distance than an extra point and miss and mm-hmm. miss because that wind literally just took it a hard right. So you know, trying to throw the ball and and good look, give Josh Allen credit. I think a lot of people would agree that he probably has the strongest arm in the NFL. Correct. Uh, yeah, he's certainly in the discussion. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. him one, two, or three. So he's yeah, he has I would, yeah yeah. So that was an advantage for him, and he still didn't play well yesterday because of the wind. So this idea that people are criticizing 
Mac Jones for uh, only throwing three pass attempts. I'm praising him for sitting back and, and being an incredibly unselfish teammate and buying into this game plan that was maddening if you were a fan, but was if you're a football guy, if you're a football person, you love that because well, that was a that was a that was just a masterclass of coaching and a commitment to a game plan that worked. I don't think he really had a choice. I don't think he's checking out of runs into passes. I think he's at that point. No, but career, no, but but, but Woody, I, I, mean, I don't he, honestly. I don't think he would. I think he's smarter. To, like I don't like this is a kid who doesn't have an ego, in the sense well, that he doesn't like all athletes have an ego. All great athletes have right. egos. He just trademarked. You know, MJ, yeah. My my point, my point is like his his ego isn't going to get in the way of what the coaches want to do. Like he's not his ego isn't. It doesn't mean oh, I need to pass and not run. No, he needs to win. That's his ego. Like he wants to win. So so that's that's what I'm saying when he doesn't have an ego in that sense. Because you know how how many uh, uh, quarterbacks could get frustrated and 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 you know whatever for handing the ball off. What at one point thirty two straight times like. I mean, it yeah, was, I mean, his first, yeah. his first pass was a great catch by John o. Smith. So that, you know, probably said, hold on, this is not the night to throw the football. And it wasn't. It wasn't a, a, a night to throw the football. It was a night to run the football. And Patriots did that so well. And, and Buffalo is so, so averse to running the football. You know, th- I mean, they would never that, out of the I, game. I don't think they could have. Score late. They, they, I, they yeah, just they don't just couldn't. commit to it at all. Yeah. They just don't seem to really. I mean, Tennessee somehow did with backup running back. So. Um, and, and actually Buffalo's best running back is a quarterback. I mean, he, he's their best running back. Um, you know, he gets loose out of the pocket. He's a handful, but I mean, how many times can you run the quarterback, he, especially if he's going to throw 30 passes? So yeah, it was, it was a, an outstanding game plan. And I, I still think the key to the game, the defense, I mean, they just mm-hmm. came up with play after play after play. The receivers weren't generally open for Buffalo. Um, and, and, you know, that's a talented receiving group and they did a great job mixing up coverages, going to zone, and, and, and obviously confusing Josh Allen enough that, you know, he had a subprime night. Although he's so up and down that, you know, you, you don't know what you're going to get from week to week. And, no, that was just an impressive win to win in Buffalo. Uh, it's going to be deflating for the Bills because I think they went into this year going, okay, after 20 years of being dominated, it's now our division. Well, here we are in early December, and the Patriots have a one-and-a-half game lead and beat you last night. That's got to be demoralizing. Um, what was Sean McVay on the sidelines last night for the Buffalo Bills? I couldn't tell. I got really confused. No, it's and actually I was... it's the opposite. He's the opposite of Sean McVay, and I... that Sean McVay gave so much praise to Bill Belichick. Well, Sean McDermott doesn't even want to acknowledge him. It's like somewhere in the middle probably works. Like understand the guy's a great coach, but don't be intimidated by him like Sean McVay was. But also don't be well, you know a, a dick well, like Sean McDermott here's, is. Here's where I disagree slightly. Um, I think on the surface, obviously McVeigh praised and, and McDermott whined, uh, but the root of it all is is the same problem. They were both intimidated by Bill Belichick, and it and it showed very early on that Sean McDermott was coaching. Uh, I don't want to say afraid, but he was coaching uh, with. with I don't know with angst. I don't know what it was, but the, the, I, oh, that's I said, him. I mean, I, I he said does not it, set a tone of calmness. That's for sure. Right? I no, mean, the guy I, and, is, and, is wound way too tight. And, 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 that, and that look, goes down to the rest of his team. And, and we we saw, and, and I'm glad you just said that because we saw it from the moment that he started complaining about every little thing. I mean, he was complaining about right. things that, like, I mean, 
if anyone had the right to complain, it was Belichick on that that uh, pass or that roughing the the uh, or unnecessary roughness call that that gave Buffalo basically a chance to hit that field goal. Ridiculous call. I mean, that was a ridiculous. Yeah, it was call. it was a ter- yeah. it was a terrible call. Which you know, again, we saw the that kick afterwards. You know, if they were five yards deeper, that kick probably goes wide because of how it was moving. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it, it, it's. So if anyone had the right to complain, it wasn't Sean McDermott. And then uh, that challenge was one of the most idiotic things I've ever seen. We t- we talked yesterday a lot about stupid coaching decisions. And, you know, sure. the flip side of, of dumb coaching decisions and right coaching decisions, not based on analytics, but based on, on situation, was Bill Belichick going for it. Uh, going for the two-point conversion, which ultimately played yep. a huge role down the stretch. Um, Absolutely, yep. Dumb coaching decisions is emotionally challenging. Like, let alone seeing Mac Jones hit the ground, I couldn't. I watched that replay six, seven times, and I still could not see him get from point A to where the where he somehow crawled out at the end. It was like an optical illusion. I was staring at it, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, Mac Jones is already here. So I'm like thinking to myself, like, who? On that staff, whether it was a assistant coach, whether it was a personnel guy, said, "Hey, challenge this," or was it Sean McDermott just emotionally challenging your play? That guess what played a huge role down the stretch because they ran out of timeouts. Mm-hmm. And and I'm sitting here thinking, like, you know, this is a guy that gets widely praised as one of the up and coming new coaches. And this kind of speaks to what we talk about when it comes to coaching in the NFL, where you know Bill Belichick is just so much higher. On, on, a, on a stratosphere higher than everyone else. And it's been like that for years. This isn't a new thing. I mean, he's just, I, I think now really showing his coaching chops to the general public because Brady isn't there. Although, again, if, 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 if you're watching the Patriots as you and I have done, you know, with, with, a, you know uh, with, the, with the intent of actually analyzing them, then you'd realize that both those guys had a huge hand in what they accomplished of in course. New England. But we're now right. seeing Belichick and Brady, to an extent, show what they have away from each other. And I think it's pretty great. And that's why, you know, as much as I, I go back and forth about, you know, would I like to see a, uh, a Patriots-Bucks uh, Super Bowl? Absolutely. It will be a, a, an incredible test of my mental strength to get through those two weeks leading up to that game. And then just, you know, my just ability to, to compartmentalize uh, during the actual game itself um, when, when rooting for the Patriots, but somehow also rooting for Brady not to suck, but to lose. So, yeah. Um. <laughs> Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's it's, it's incredible. If you're a Patriots fan, you got to be excited right now. They look like the best team in the AFC. I know uh, your buddy Nick Wright is really... Um, 
you know, really cherry picking the, the the info that he wants to make it seem like the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. But the reality of it is, the Chiefs are two and five in the conference. Um, they've they've played again. I'm not going to criticize who their opponents are, but um, based on their uh, early, they're, they're not two. They're not two and five in the conference. They're eight and four overall. So that. No, uh, I'm sorry. Two and four. They're two and four in the conference. I apologize. I think they. I thought they were because I know they. No, they, they have. They have at least four losses in the conference. That. That's what. That's one of their. That's one of their. Right. Yeah. That's one really of the big hurdles. Win the tiebreaker. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, pretty much every AFC team would win the tiebreaker over them. Yeah. Which, which is Kansas kind City of a has hurdle. To beat, Kansas City has to beat everybody by a game to mm-hmm. be the one seed. Like they, like and, you said, they lose all the tiebreakers. And the, Patri- but, yeah, the Patriots are seven and one in the AFC. Their only loss, yeah, their only yep. loss is the Damien Harris fumble at the end of the Miami game in Week One. That's the only time they've lost against the conference. So, you know, again, in hindsight, we're going to look back and say, well, this it was obvious this team was really great, but you know, it, it took a little while to really uh, 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 blossom into this. Oh my God, this team is not just a potential playoff. You know. A uh, uh, headache for some team. This is a team that, you know, might get a lot of Super Bowl picks when playoff uh, selections come in. Um, you know, in the middle of January when when the playoffs get going. So I, uh, the only two teams I could see going to the Super Bowl from the AFC: the Patriots and the Chiefs. I can't yeah. see any other team right now in the AFC. I was doing my power rankings this morning. It was Patriots, Chiefs, and I'm like, okay, like who's the third best team? In the AFC, it's not Baltimore. They can't get no. out of their own way. They can't score points. They turn the ball over. They got a million injuries. Like the rest of that division, you know, Cincinnati looks good one week, and then they get blown out by the Chargers the next week. And Cleveland's it's, a hot it's, pro- mess, it's and probably Indianapolis, right? But even then, I, they're playing the best of all those teams, right? Yeah. They they really are. I mean, I think they've won six out of eight, and you know their losses have been in overtime to Baltimore, and they play the Buccaneers really tough mm-hmm. uh, a couple weeks ago. That was a hell of a game. That you know, again, if Carson Wentz is and Carson Wentz and has that stupid turnover, maybe they win that game. But they're they're impressive. They play good defense. They can run the ball. I think they're pretty well coached. Frank Reich's a good coach, um, and that's going to be an excellent game in two weeks. Patriots at Indianapolis on a Saturday night. That's going to be another you know interesting game to watch because that's a team that you may have to see again in the postseason. But yeah, I I, I the third best team in the AFC. Good luck. I, I think it's a collision course of. Patriots and Chiefs um, in the AFC, and and again that would be uh, that'd be real, real interesting to see. Yeah, no, and and uh, <laughs> like, look, and, and if you're going to ask me, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious who the who the edge goes to. It's, it's the Patriots, you know. <laughs> like the the Chiefs' defense has been really good. the the te- The Patriots' defense has been better. Um, the Chiefs' offense, I. I the, the Chiefs' offense is underperforming. I think the Patriots' offense is right where we expect, and I think there's a difference. You know you know how it's like you can have two teams with the same record but two totally different you know, oh, sure. trajectories. Yeah. Like you can look at two teams and be like, this team is bad, this team is great, same exact record. Well, obviously mm-hmm. you have to take the context into it, and I think that's what we're doing. I think the Patriots' offense is elite. I don't think they do anything – I mean, running the ball, they're probably one of they're probably, if not the best, or one of the one of the best teams in the league running the ball. But I don't think they do anything uh uh like elite elite. You know, like the Buccaneers passing attack is as elite as you're gonna get. 
the Patriots right. obviously don't have that, but I think they're so well balanced across the board, and I think they have a great collection of talent. It doesn't mean that they have great talent, just a great collection of the right guys. Like I know people again, like you know, criticizing Nikhil Harry. I I, I try. I, I'm going to cut him a little bit of slack with that play yesterday. That was really funky. Just how the ball was moving, it landed, and then it just yeah, it just, it, just get out of the way. Yeah, it, just so get out of the like, way. Like you know, yeah. but. But that's the thing. It's like people will see that, and that's all they talk about. Well, I remember him, you know, uh, 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 executing a key block right before that on that Damian Harris run. He well, was that's also good, that's pretty yeah. much all he can do. He can't catch. He can't well, run hey, routes. And hey, you know he what? Not returning punts. No, let's let's not cut him any slack. Because if they lost that no, game I, last I'm, night, I, I'm cu- we could have laid the blame right on him for being in the wrong place at the wrong time with his head. But did he think he was playing for the revolution? Look, I'm, I'm not. Mean, I'm not. I, yeah, look, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to like elevate Nikhil Harry over what he is, but to criticize him for that and but ignore the value he does bring in this path, like. You don't do what you do last night without Nikhil Harry. You don't do what you do without several players. But, you know, he was a big factor in that. And, look, the, the Patriots receivers as a group are probably the, the best and most committed at blocking. And, and that, that says quite a bit, of, obviously, about coaching. But it also adds value to players that, again— You've watched Green Bay play this year. You see their receivers block. They're outstanding at it, too. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. Well, their, I mean, their, actually, uh, their receivers are huge. And, and it's not a collection of receivers, and it's not a coincidence yeah. that those two teams might be right now the two most balanced and best teams in the league. I got you on my side, thank God for one. Look, That's what I want. The Super look, Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I got you now. I'm hoping. You've been, for months, for months, you've just been trying to squeeze that months? out. No. Months, years. Yeah. I've been, I've been, since about 2007, look. I'm like, Patriots, Packers. You know, and isn't it odd that the Patriots and Packers have been, the Patriots have obviously been the best team in the AFC for over 20 years. I think you can make a case the Packers for the last they've been the most. Years have been yeah, the, they've been the most, most consistent. consistently, you know, they just can't quite break through. But yeah. they're always there. It's like they haven't met in the Super Bowl. It's like, that's a shame. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, there's some, you know, again, there's been opportunities. There's been if several oh, opportunities. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're not, we're not going to oh, rehash yeah. that. Like as much as I'd like, 2014, 2016. As much as I'd like to, like to bring you down a notch after <laughs> praising your guy or your team a little bit, um, I, I'll, I'll leave it at that and just, uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll point out yeah. that last night we, we got a great Joe Buckburn. Speaking of Seattle, um, oh man, <laughs> that was great, by the way, because, uh, you know, Peyton obviously asked uh, Joe Buck like if you know they'd ever want guests on during blowouts and he's like you know what as a matter of fact the last time you know we had a game like that was when you played seattle in the super bowl and i i, lo- I loved it i thought that was great and obviously peyton you know he's a he's a good sport he's certainly oh, yeah, yeah he started se- laughing yeah. yeah self-deprecating humor is, is certainly uh, yep. um something he enjoys but uh no look the, the reality of it is uh the chiefs the patriots uh right now really do look like the best teams uh uh in the, the conference and you know I, I again I can make an argument that the Patriots aren't any lower than third best team in the league yeah I, I think I, the NFC to me still appears better and again if we're you know gonna power rank teams we can admit that Tampa and Green Bay have the better quarterback than the Patriots oh, no obviously obviously we're yeah. also in agreement too that the Patriots have the better coach and the better defense so that you know that can that can change things. So, yeah, I think they're – but they're right there. Absolutely they're right there. Well, um, well, well look, I mean – and I, I tell you this uh, off-air a lot. Like, the, the the fun thing about being a Brady fan and not a fan of the te- – necessarily a fan of the team he's on is that 
you know, I, I can kind of root just, just for him and, and not worry about, you know, the defense, which is uh, just a headache for Bucks fans, or the rushing attack, which, you know, outside of that Leonard Fournette uh, game a couple weeks ago, is one of the worst in the league. It's bottom third mm-hmm. in, in pretty much every rushing metric. So um, uh, the, the Bucks are, are so reliant on, and we talked about this yesterday uh, a lot, they are so reliant on the arm of Tom Brady, which does yeah. great things for his MVP case. Because I think, again, I think he's, I, I think he's pretty comfortably in the lead right now. Uh, mm-hmm. with, with just you know a handful of weeks remaining, I, I think it's pretty safe that he's going to end up locking this up. Um, but you know, when it comes to balance, they're not the most balanced team. I mean, again, no passing attack. I mean, you're going to get. Uh, uh, you know, the passing is more important in this in this league than rushing. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. obviously last night notwithstanding. Um, so you're going to obviously still be a great offense, even if you are one-dimensional like the Bucks are, and especially if you're one-dimensional with the arm of Tom Brady, because as we pointed out yesterday, he's the only player in the history of this league. <laughs> Not a joke. The only player in the history in this league that has any sort of consistent cons- success Throwing forty plus times or fifty plus times—it's it's, it's quite absurd. Times. That's in, that, that is that's really the craziest stat well, I've ever. And, and even for even forty plus, I think his winning percentage is somewhere in the mid six hundreds, where the next closest guy is below five hundred. Now you now you, you got that, you got that's, some that's you, insane. Yeah, and you got you got some guys. You know, some of the younger quarterbacks that have winning records, but you're, you're talking about three or four games. So uh, you know, you don't necessarily count that. In, in the grand scheme of things, Brady, Brady, again, that's another thing where he's just so far above and, and really just speaks to how good he is with the football and everything like that. I know the kind of the, you know, the big thing now to try to bring down his MVP case is, uh, you know, volume passer, which I'm like, I'm sitting here thinking like, well, think about it. If he throws more than any other quarterback in the league, he has more everything. His offense is the best in the league. Wouldn't that inherently say that, Sure. He is the most yeah, that, valuable player. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, just by virtue of the volume of his pass attempts, and it's not like he's just throwing volume and, and not producing. Like, he's producing relative to the volume that he's throwing. So, like, again, you know, that right there tells you, just based on that, he has the most valuable arm <laughs> in the NFL. So, again, MVP, pretty pretty straightforward for them. But at the end of the day, if, if you're going to ask me right now, Currently, as they are, not projecting if if the Bucks are going to get healthier or whatever, and that's something we can do down the road. But say the Bucks and the Patriots end up meeting the Super Bowl, probably take the Patriots. I, I yeah, I, I mean that that would be interesting. I mean, I may have to still <laughs> lean with Brady because it's a rematch, and it, it would man. If we thought it was incredible in week four, think about a Super Bowl with Brady and well, Belichick. I well, mean, I, I, most I think of the country would be nauseous at that point. Well, but, and, you, know. and you bring up the rematch, and that that's the interesting thing, because we say, well, you know, Brady's get the rematch, and you're like, wait a minute. Well, now Belichick gets the rematch, too. So right. who, who's, yeah. who's rematching is stronger, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I think in very few – like, honestly, I think that's the only team that can beat the Bucks in the Super Bowl, like right now, like based on everything we've seen through 12 or 13 weeks, that's, that's what I'm basing mm-hmm. on. Like, you know, if the Bucks get Antonio Brown back and if, if this, that, and the other happens, you know, things could change. Obviously the, the, the Patriots could regress a little bit over the next few weeks. I don't think that's going to happen, but you know what I mean? Right now, I think the Patriots are the only team that's going to, especially from the AFC, that's going to beat the Bucks in a potential Super Bowl. 
just because, and, and again, a lot of that has to do with obviously the talent, but mostly, again, because of Belichick. I mean, I just it, it, that's just the, the great advantage the Patriots have right now. And and really, a great complimentary coaching staff. I, I know they don't... I, Josh McDaniels is a lightning rod for criticism, and I get it sometimes. Like, But, you know, a, as the day went on yesterday, it's like, you know, the, those criticism, uh, criticisms, it was kind of like... And, and this is what was going through my head, John, and this kind of, you know, allows you to kind of get into my brain a little bit. Um, I was visual... I was... Gary. Yeah, <laughs> it could be. It could be, potentially. Um I was watching Patriots fans essentially be Kramer at the racetrack. You know, when he's watching just the, the horse, the horses are in last. He's sitting there ripping his hair out. Then all of a sudden starts making the run and Kramer's getting excited. And he starts like yep. pretending like he's on the, that, that's what people were doing when it comes to watching the Patriots run the ball. At first it was like, throw the ball, throw the ball. And then it was like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, I mean, it's working. Keep going, you know. Hey, whatever, you know. Yeah. This is kind of fun. And then at the end of the day, you're like, well, okay, well, the Bills threw the ball, and it just it just didn't work. And and you're talking about one of the one of the quarterbacks with the strongest arm. So if any quarterback would have been able to overcome some of this wind, it's a guy who can throw the ball really hard. And Josh Allen couldn't do it. So again, mm-hmm. what what do you expect? This isn't a knock on Mac. This isn't a knock on uh, his abilities because. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> watching last night does not does not negate what we've seen for twelve weeks prior. You know what I mean? Like that's what people were doing. They were like, "Oh, we're going to take everything we saw in this game in a situation that was so unique that it hasn't really happened in that that often." To <laughs> sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, no, he obviously cannot handle it." You know, he there's no way that he can handle uh, uh, throwing the ball. Well, it's fifty mile an hour winds. Let's 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 pump the brakes on that that overreaction a little bit. Yeah, let's not have a big turnover. And I think that was the, the that, that was the, that, that was the key of the game. Yeah, if, you're exactly. If if, yep. if if you had the whiteboard up and, and if you walk into the Patriots locker room and you're looking at the number one key, don't turn the ball over. Control the clock. You do that, you win. And that's exactly what they yep. did. They took the ball out. Yeah, they took the ball and your out field of field goal kickers. Yep. Your kicker's better than theirs too, yep. and that that was a huge thing because if. 
Buffalo makes that field goal, now we've got a different dynamic well, th- heading down the stretch. Th- think, so that was think about think about the thought process and making sure that the Patriots had the the wind in the fourth quarter and how right. big of a role that, that played. Yep. And, and just Absolutely. how that game was just, you know, it was very clear that the Patriots, like I, I texted you during the first quarter, they are just getting through this first quarter. They have no, yep. they had no intention of trying. Like, that's the thing. It's like whether or not Mac could complete it is, is not the issue. I think they looked at it and said, well, if we throw the ball, we are creating potential problems. And, and it's not because of Mac, because there's just so many unpredictable factors when throwing the ball in this type of wind. Like, you know what I mean? All it has to do is, is be off by just an inch or, or, or a foot, and it causes a problem. So if I'm Bill Belichick, I'm looking at this and saying, well, how do we prevent turning the ball over? Well, we don't put it in a vulnerable position, and that is putting the ball in the air when the air is whipping around. Because... At the end of the day, it's just unpredictable. And unpredictability can lead to catastrophe in, in football games like this. So, you know what Bill Belichick did? He took the unpredictability away from it. He said, okay, we're going to rely on our defense. We're going to run the ball, control the clock, and not turn the ball over. Now, again, the special teams almost ruined that. But if you take away that play and that scenario, that situation, the Patriots dominated this game from the moment it started to the very end. They just... It, it, you know, in the face of eight and nine people in the box. This is the most incredible thing about this. Not only did the Bills know that they were going to run, they, they they called plays to stop to run. <laughs> there was no one <laughs> past five yards beyond the line of scrimmage for them. They had one safety, maybe. Everyone else was just up front, ready to stop the run, and they just couldn't do it. And the Patriots, again, patience, 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 and just stuck with it and it was it was great it was great they also went with six offensive linemen on 60 percent of the plays which i thought was a really smart move i'm always a big fan of six offensive linemen because you know if you're going to run the ball then why not have an extra offensive lineman in there rather than a tight end who can't block and then they obviously run a lot of two back sets with the fullback which again gives you an extra blocker in there so they were able to you know do what they had to do in the run game Mm -hmm. And, and again, even if and that's just the type of game where if you're not scoring, because we knew that was not going to be a high scoring game. And, and the total was 41. Like, I'm assuming Vegas got croaked last night or local bookmakers got croaked last night because who in their right mind would bet over in that game with those yeah. conditions? But, you know, a good drive is still two first downs and a decent punt. You know, that's like that's looked at as a good drive. It doesn't have to end in points. I mean, you can, you know, just play that field position and, and hope for a turnover or a bad punt. And we knew when you were punting into the wind, that was just a crapshoot. So, yeah, that's the type of game you have to play in that situation. And, again, Buffalo just did Sean McDermott, you know, not realize what the wind and the rain and the snow and all of that stuff was all about. I mean, he lives in Buffalo. That's like an average day in Buffalo and he still came out and threw 30 passes, only ran the ball 25 times. And again, they were never out of it by two scores. It was always a fairly close game on the scoreboard. Yeah, and again, and again, I, I, I do think the score was a little deceiving because I, I do think the Patriots dominated for, for the bulk of this game because I, I never really felt, you know, the B- Buffalo kind of got some things going there towards the end, like moving the ball. Um, <clears throat> one of the drives was... was I mean, incredible! Just an incredible catch by Stefan Diggs. I, I was like, I was shocked that he got both his feet down on that one. That was that yeah, was that, impre- nice that was that was yep. impressive. Um, 
But really, I mean, at no point during that game, like, it, it was nerve-wracking. But, like, I never felt like the Patriots ever lost control of that game. You know what I mean? Like, it, it just, it wasn't that victory was certain. It just felt that this was one of those, like, the Patriots are just going to end up holding on to this. They've just done everything right. They've prepared properly. And, and again, you, you could see that Sean McDermott, I almost called him Sean McVay. A little Freudian slip, I guess, maybe. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, you could just you could see that he he just wasn't up 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 to par when it came to the coaching and 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 there were several situations you know including the decision not to take the wind in the second half in the in the or in the second and fourth quarter um, obviously the like you said the decision to throw almost twice as much as you 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 ran the ball and obviously the the in game decisions like taking that dumb dumb very dumb challenge i mean it was just it was it was i'm sitting here scratching my head i'm like what do you what are you thinking you're just giving away a timeout in the second half mind you not not the first half like i I can see okay maybe you're getting towards the end of the first half you're not going to use them anyways might as well whatever you you waste a timeout granted now you do risk losing a challenge if you lose that but still you're going to have all your timeout this was the second half this was a waste of a challenge it was a waste of a timeout and it hurt them in the end now would one more timeout would have changed things, you know, at the very end? No, but they would have at least got the ball back because the Patriots mm-hmm. wouldn't have been able to run out the clock like they did. So, right. Yeah, no, no. It's I mean, he's obviously, I think, way too intense, um, which just, again, trickles down to the rest of the team. And then you get Josh Allen, who, you know, is almost like an Irish setter out there. He's just all hopped up and hyped up and sometimes out of control and forgets what he needs to do. I mean, I, he runs into more sacks than any quarterback mm-hmm. I think I've seen, but he turns his back to the play. Uh, you know, they had the ball inside the 10, right? It was second down at the six. And mm-hmm. the last thing you can do is take a sack. That was the play where it felt like he was sacked twice. And they right? missed, went down, they, I'm up, pretty sure they missed that field again. goal, right? It was that the drive yeah. they missed the field yeah. goal. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he just, he does those things again, you know, situational football is heightened in that situation. I mean, if you're in a dome and both teams are going up and down the field, well, okay, you took a sack, you kick a field goal, you live to play another day. But in a situation like that, like every play mm-hmm. was scrutinized and, and hyper-sensitive um, and important that, you know, something like that slips the game. And, mm-hmm. and that's what it came down to. Just those little, little things that uh, Buffalo wasn't up to fire and the Patriots were. And, again, uh, that's that's coaching. And yeah. the, the Patriots have the best coach in the business, no question about it. That's why it couldn't have worked out any better that Sunday we saw some of the worst coaching decisions I've ever seen collectively on one day, and then Belichick came back and totally redeemed the NFL coaches with, with just the master class and making the right decisions. Like, almost, again, it was almost like he was listening to this show yesterday and my complaints about the stupid... He was. T- well, you know, the, the well, going for it, uh, giving up points, like we talked about... Um, uh, we we we, t- we we talked about uh, uh, Denver twice giving up uh, field goals to try to go for it. Well, we right. we saw, yeah. and, and I'll I'll end it here on this because we we, we do got to go. But <clears throat> Belichick made two decisions that were hundred percent the right decision, and exactly the kind of decisions I was talking about yesterday. I've already mentioned going for the two point conversion. Uh, yep. In that situation, we saw we saw later that again the Bills try to attempt essentially a extra point, which is what the Patriots would have had to do in that situation. And that ball mm-hmm. take a hard right and and go wide. So great mm-hmm. decision there. And then on the flip side, on the flip side, 
took the field goal in the opposite direction, trusted his field in, in a situation where people were like, just go for it. It's four down territory. No, he valued the points because the points mattered so much more in this game than they do in, like you said, games like mm-hmm. domes where it's like, okay, maybe, uh, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe like you said, you can just come back and get it. That, that would, that was it. That was the game right there. And, you know, again, that kind of speaks to, not analytics don't tell you everything it's about situations every situation Mm -hmm. is different and you know we saw that two different very different situations with two different results and two different decisions in the same exact game about 10 minutes apart so that's how dynamic football is that's why stats and numbers and all these different things that come out every week can't tell you exactly what's going on and that's why you living and dying by analytics, especially when it comes to, to making decisions on fourth down, is is just silly and, and a little bit idiotic, a, in my it, opinion. It's a, a three dimensional game, and oftentimes mm-hmm. analytics is only two dimensional. Yep, exactly. Right? So that's where you have to factor that type of stuff in. Yeah, points were at a premium last night. This it was like a pitcher's duel. You yeah. know, if you get to the top of the ninth and it's zero zero, and you got a guy on second with no outs, analytics says don't sacrifice him over the third, but you know, we're watching the game. There aren't going to be a lot of runs here. The pitchers yeah. are dominating. The wind's blowing in. You're playing in San Francisco where you can't hit the ball anyway. So let's let's sacrifice the guy over to third and, and get him in on a, you know, a, a squeeze play, a sacrifice fly, whatever, wild pitch, whatever the case may be. It's different. If it's a 7-7 game and balls are flying out of the ballpark and you're playing in Colorado, different game. Same thing in football. I mean, that, yeah. that was a game. Who in their right mind thought that that game was going to ever get more than fourteen ten? I mean, that's pretty much what we expected. Um, and and yeah, that, that's again it, what Belichick does better than any coach that I've really ever seen. And again, I I always I, I there's a holy trinity of head coaches in the history of the sport for me. There's him, Paul Brown, and Vince Lombardi. I, I never saw those go. Well, I did see Paul Brown at the end of his career coach. Those are the three most important coaches in the in the, the best coaches. What he does better than his contemporaries, and even the great coaches of, of even 30, 40 years ago, his situational football mm-hmm. is just splendid. And that, that's just so important. It's not sexy, right? It's not like, you know, brown, great, groundbreaking, but in that situation, that's what you do. And I think Brady's carried that with him to Tampa, and he's trying to teach mm-hmm. that, you know, bunch of morons over there that he's trying to carry the, how to do that. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I mean, yeah. he's no, got to coach a lot but, of stupidity out hey. of those guys. Really, I mean, well, he's, he, I mean, he's also the coach, as far yeah. as I'm, I know. I mean, hey, yeah, look, look GM, what the hell? Why not? This has been a very, this has been a very good day because we've agreed on quite a bit, and and, and I feel like I feel like we're going to end it now, just so we can end on such a high note that I don't think yes. we'll ever yes. reach this level oh. again, because I think only from here on out it's going to get a little bit more it's intense. Like, so. It's like it's like uh, it's like um, when uh, George left the room after yep. the joke. Hey, you know, I'm out. That's it. I'm out. I'm done out. for me. I'm going that's home. It. And that's what Mike we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to go home. Actually, we're already both home. But uh, yeah. we're going to say goodbye to you guys, and we'll be back tomorrow. We're going to really start to uh, focus, start shifting uh, <clears throat> towards week 14. And, you know, look, the, the playoff pitcher is heating up, and uh, we got some uh, we got some great races coming up. So have a great day, folks. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at FPC Radio Live, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.